Hey, teacher friend, has your 2022 been off to a rocky start? Are you feeling pretty drained and we're hardly even a month in? If that sounds about right, I am holding a free training tonight for lower elementary teachers who want to get planned and prepped before the weekend without all of the overwhelm. It's called Teacher Time Reset, and it's happening tonight, February 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. During the live training, I'm going to show you how you can decrease time it takes to prep your activities. I'm going to teach you the secret that most teachers don't know about for shaving hours off of lesson planning. And I'm going to show you your framework for getting planned before the weekend from now on. Just for showing up live, I'm going to give you a one-hour professional development certificate, and you're going to have the chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card, so you've really got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Go sign up right now. I hope to see you there. Here's what really bugs me as a teacher. Hearing people believe things about being a teacher that end up perpetuating the cycle of overwhelm. I really dislike seeing so many good teachers stressed out, overwhelmed, and feeling like this job is impossible. By the way, here's what I'm not saying right now. I am not saying that this job is not hard. I am not saying that there aren't conditions, responsibilities, or expectations that are unfair. I know that that's out there, and I know that that is a reality. But what I am saying is that there are things in your power and that there are some misconceptions floating around out there in teacher world that we need to bust once and for all. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Teacher Time Podcast, a space where teachers are empowered to take control of their prep time so they can enjoy their time off guilt-free. You know how teachers are always working long hours? Here, we're changing that norm together by tackling your biggest productivity questions and planning challenges. I'm your host, Stephanie Polovchik, kindergarten teacher, toddler mama, and your very own productivity mentor. I know what it takes to get your important tasks done so you can consistently work your scheduled hours as a teacher, and I'm sharing it all with you here. In this community, we believe that you can be an effective teacher without sacrificing your free time. So let's ditch that constant cycle of overwhelm for teacher time strategies that work. Why? Because your time matters. Okay, teacher friend, we are going to run through six myths. Yes, six. I was going to keep it at four and then I added another one and I was like, okay, five sounds good. And then I added another one because I just like, I got on a little rampage about these myths that I think we need to bust. Like these are misconceptions that we're going to be talking about that are floating around in teacher world that we're kind of like accepting as truth. And to be honest, I'm not exactly sure where they originated from, but they're things that I've believed personally or that teachers have had conversations with me about, and I just have to bring them up with you. So we're going to run through six myths about teaching that could be affecting your stress levels, that could be affecting your happiness as a teacher. And like I said before, I really don't like seeing good teachers stressed out, especially due to misconceptions like these. So 
Let's run through these six myths. Myth number one, lesson planning has to take hours. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I I feel like when I – this is always – the response when I ask something along the lines of like, what task takes you the longest? Or when I ask like, what's what's the hardest part about, you know, your prep time? What, you know, what do you spend all weekend doing? Whenever I ask a question like that on social media, the answer, the response that comes in the most is lesson planning. And like I am not going to disagree that lesson planning is an involved task. It's definitely an important task. We need to have our lesson plans done, right, in order to know what we're going to teach and what we're going to prep. But it also does not have to take hours. And I feel like by just like constantly saying like, oh, I'm going to go lesson plan, like, yeah, it takes me like five hours. Yeah, I spent all Sunday lesson planning. Like we're kind of just accepting this as a norm and maybe we shouldn't be. Because like, I don't know about you, but I don't want to spend all weekend lesson planning. That was kind of the inspiration for the free training that is happening tonight, if you're listening to this live. Um, It's happening on February 8th tonight um, at 8 p.m. And that was really like the the big one that I wanted to address at this training is that lesson planning does not have to take hours. And there are ways that you can simplify planning. You can simplify your lesson planning with things like templates for the week, templates for the month. Um, You can simplify lesson planning by giving yourself a predictable routine to follow when you sit down to lesson planning, to lesson plan. (laughs) And You can also simplify lesson planning with just the kinds of activities that you're planning for, right? Like not everything that you do needs to be the most involved, engaging lesson, um, like, and have all the materials. So let me repeat this myth in reverse. Lesson planning does not have to take hours. There are ways that you can simplify, and it typically comes down to using tools like templates or setting yourself up with a predictable weekly routine. All right, myth number two that it is time to put an end to. There's not enough prep time. Oof, this is a big one. And it was a hard one for me to get over. So quick backstory here. I, my first year of teaching, really like wholeheartedly in my core believed this. I told myself, yeah, I uh, I can't get any of this done during school, so I might as well just bring it all home and do it from the comfort of my couch. But like who wants to, you know, spend all night and all weekend away from their family prepping activities, writing lesson plans? Like, I don't want to do that, you know? And because I didn't believe that I could get more things done during my prep time, not even all things, like more things, because I didn't believe that I could get anything, more things done during that prep time, I just like didn't even try. I basically spent the entire prep time in total overwhelm. Um, Maybe you can relate to that, like to the point where you're so overwhelmed that you just like can't even do anything. But I 
I'm proof that this is possible. And there are plenty of teachers who are also proof that this is possible. For reference, I'm going to reference Cassie. Cassie is a Teacher Time University member. That's my signature program for teachers who are ready to set up a system for getting planned, prepped, and organized week after week. And oh my goodness. So she joined Teacher Time University during the 2021-2022 school year at the beginning of the year. And she joined, when she joined, she had zero minutes of provided prep time. Zero minutes provided. And the year prior, she actually had prep time provided. But during that year prior, she really struggled to get her planning done, her prepping done. And she she knew that in the new school year, she did not want to be missing out on time with her family. So long story short, she joined TTU and she literally followed everything that I told her to do. She followed the bite-sized videos, the action steps, like she did it all. And now she's getting her lesson plans done early. She doesn't feel like she's missing out on time with her family. And like I said, she has zero minutes of provided prep time. So you cannot tell me that there is not enough prep time. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, we would all love more prep time, right? And zero minutes of provided prep time is not okay. But even if your prep time is limited, there are things you can do to simplify, to provide routines for yourself so that you can get it done without spending all weekend working. So it's totally possible. And by the way, if you are interested in hearing more about Cassie's story, I did an IG live with her. So you can head over to my Instagram. Um, I'll actually link the the live video so you can go check it out. It's so inspiring. I was absolutely near tears just hearing her story. So you should really go listen to that. It was amazing. But that was myth number two. Okay. Myth number three. And this one really does tie back to number two, but here it is. This idea that there's too much to do. I can't get it all done without staying late or bringing work home. So this really ties back to definitely myth number two, but also like your to-do list, right? How long is your to-do list right now? I mean, like your to-do list of all the things that you need to get done in the next week or so. It probably is front to back on a piece of paper. Am I right? First of all, how overwhelming is that? Here's the thing. I used to think that I had to work until my to-do list was done. But if we do that, we're going to be working nonstop because here's the hard truth. Your to-do list is always going to have something on it. It is. It's that's the reality. But that doesn't mean that you can't give yourself an end. For one, you don't need to be working 24/7. Like that's not good for you or for anybody. It's just going to make you stressed out, burn you out and you know, it's a proven fact that stressed out teachers that affects students. So, we don't want that. <laughs> So here's what I am saying. Instead of believing that there's too much to do, instead of feeling like you have to work until your to-do list is totally done, don't. (laughs) Give yourself a stopping point. Your to-do list can have an end. You can prioritize a couple of things each day and focus on just getting those things done. 
If you do that, you're going to feel way less defeated, way more productive. So definitely a myth that needed to be busted. (laughs) Okay. Myth number four. We're just rolling right along here. I have to do it on my own. Oh my goodness. I don't know why. Like teachers, we, and I'm guilty of this, we feel like we have to be the ones to do everything. We feel like we have to be the ones to prep all the activities. We have to be the ones to write all the lesson plans. Actually, collaboration is huge. And here's a couple of ways that you can, you know, collaborate, that you can make sure that you're not trying to do everything on your own. So for one, you and your teammates can each pick a subject and lesson plan it for it. Like, and then at least, even if you have to adjust it to meet your class and your needs, at least you have like a base to go off of. How awesome would it be if you didn't have to write all the lesson plans every single week? Collaborate. Trust each other. Another way that you can collaborate with other teachers is to get a mentor, either officially or unofficially. You know, if there's a teacher on your grade level team or a teacher in your building that you're close with and you admire and you want to learn from, you know, talk with them and say like, hey, like, can I check in with you weekly and ask you, you know, some questions, get some help with this or that? Yeah, get a mentor and learn from them. We don't have to do this all on our own. Okay. Myth number five, if we have more resources, we'll be more prepared. No. Okay. So there's there's importance in having go-to resources. There's importance in having, you know, a plethora of resources to choose from. And it can be super helpful. But sometimes we think that... If I just like go get, you know, a couple more center activities, like I'll be set. Planning for centers will be way easier. If I just go like get a few more, you know, math activities, like that, that'll make lesson planning easier. The thing is, though, more resources doesn't always make things easier. Sometimes it creates more things to prep. Sometimes it's just like they're just like one offs, right? So, like, you might use it once, but it might not be something that you can use long term. And really, what it comes down to, to being more prepared is and to being able to get planned before the weekend, week after week, it comes down to routines. It comes down to having like a method that you follow for your planning and your prepping and your organizing. Getting all the bins from the dollar store, like while that might be fun and I love buying bins, more bins does not equal more organized, right? Like more resources does not equal more prepared. It it all has to be purposeful. That's really important. So that's more of just like a word of caution. Like it's so great to get resources to help you and to use them, but it's also really important to make sure that you're being purposeful with the way that you're planning, prepping, and organizing. Very important. Okay, finally, myth number six, it will be better next year. This year, I'm getting my plans done and my materials prepped, but next year, I'll have it all. So (laughs) here's the thing. You can have all the materials, but if you don't have the habits or the strategies or the method it's still going to be hard and time-consuming. Again, I think about Cassie and how 
She went from having prep time and struggling to get it all done and writing lesson plans to hand in over the summer, oh my goodness, to getting it done early because she had a method for doing it. I'm also someone like, why put off now what you can improve? You know, like if it's going to help, like do it. So this is like where I'm going to say to you, hey, if you are listening to this now on February 8th, make sure that you are signed up for my free training tonight because I am going to teach you a super simple method to getting planned in less time. So literally, we are going to answer the struggle that so many teachers have, which is like, why does my lesson planning take so long? How can I get lesson plans written in less time? I'm going to teach you a couple of methods to help you with that. And I really hope that you'll join me. If you are listening to this after the episode goes live, but like within this week, send me a message on Instagram. I can send you the replay if you're not catching this, you know, right on February 8th. So if it's within that week, <laughs> um, send me a message and I can I can get you that replay if you're interested. Okay. So those were the six myths. We will recap those in just a bit, but right now it is time for Ask Stephanie. This week's Ask Stephanie question is a good one. So this teacher asked, how can teachers push back against the increasing demands testing our limited time? Wow. That's that's a big one. Um, I've got a couple of tips here. So the first thing I would mention is just like making sure that you're setting boundaries and upholding them, you know? So set your work schedule. Say, this is when I start work. This is when I end work. And just because you get an email over the weekend does not mean that you have to answer it. So you can uphold boundaries to protect your time. And then Another thing that you can do is make sure that you're responding in a way that upholds your boundaries. So if you're being asked to do something, but you have other responsibilities at that time, right? Like you could respond in a way such as during the time, during that time, I am blank. Can we schedule another time for this? Or you can be really clear and say, hey, with this task, whatever it may be, being added to my plate, what what's the expected time frame that I get this done in? And, you know, can I have support to, to make sure that I'm able to get this done in time? These are kinds of questions that are asked all the time in the corporate world. And for some reason, for whatever reason, you know, we just like when we're asked to do something, like we do it. Like we try to just figure it out. We give up our free time to do it, but we don't always have to. And it's okay to set boundaries around your time, you know? And then I guess the last point I want to make is ask for what you want and what you need. I think that we've just been, like I said, conditioned to just say yes. And we justify it by saying it's because we care about the kids and we care about our job. And Absolutely, that's 100% true and that's important. But caring about teaching and being passionate about teaching does not have to mean working yourself into the ground because that's only going to have the opposite effect. So just really clarifying what you have the time for, what you don't in a fair, in a respectful way, right? Like having the conversation and asking for support, asking for what you need is really important. If you have a question that you want to submit for the Ask Stephanie segment, I will link to that 
submission form in the show notes. I would love to answer your questions. Okay, let's quickly recap the myths from this episode. We had myth number one, lesson planning has to take hours. Myth number two, there's not enough prep time. Myth number three, there's too much to do. I can't get it all done without staying late or bringing work home. Myth number four, I have to do it all on my own. Myth number five, more resources equals more prepared. And myth number six, it will be better next year. I hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode. Go sign up for Teacher Time Reset, my free training that's happening tonight. Or reach out to me if you're listening to this within the week of February 8th, 2022, and I'll get you that replay. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what we talked about here and want to connect further, you can find everything you need on my website, www.teachinglittleleaders.com. And if you loved this episode in particular, share it with your teacher friends by taking a screenshot and posting to Instagram stories. Make sure to tag me at teachinglittleleaders so I can see it and reshare. I'll see you next Tuesday. Have a fabulous week.